Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to Straight Lace with Drea K. All right, y'all. So on this episode, I'm going to discuss the importance of accountability. But most importantly, guys, I'm not going to lie. We're going to be talking about women taking accountability. Ladies, it's time for the cold, hard truth. You knew better. I knew better. Unfortunately, we did not do better. Speaking of not doing better, unfortunately, we have found ourselves in relationships that absolutely did not serve us. We found ourselves in relationships where we literally ignored all the red flags. Okay, we found ourselves in relationships staying despite knowing that we were truly unhappy. So the ultimate question to that is why? What caused this to take place? And that's what we're going to dig deep into today. So that's the whole thing about accountability at the end of the day is focusing in on your role that you played, what you allowed, what you ignored, and so on and so forth. So I'm going to use myself here, ladies, okay? So for me, I created a trauma bond with my ex-husband. And how this came about is when we originally met, he ended up leaving a 10-year relationship, a 10-year relationship that he was not faithful in or respectful of for all of those 10 years, right? Now, me being young, dumb, and stupid, I ignored all of that. That was the major red flags amongst many others from the very, very beginning. In my eyes, I was the chick that he needed. She didn't know what to do with him, and he was going to do right by me. I mean, look at how eager he was to come move in with me. Fast forward on this story, we end up ultimately living with his mother. I end up pregnant. I end up homeless. I end up getting ghosted by him my entire pregnancy and for the first six months of my daughter's life. How did this happen? Because he was selfish, because he lived for himself to do what he wanted to do. And he had a really, really bad pattern and habit, I guess you can say, right, of ghosting and using women for what he needed them for and then discarding them. So if there's any trait that he's really, really good at or or is really embodied in him, it is discarding women when he's done with them and moving on to his new supply. So this created a trauma bond, something that I did not realize until much, much later. But ultimately, this trauma bond was formed because I had a huge ego that I was unaware of, that I was fighting everyone in my life on um, that I needed to address, okay? So here I am going through a pregnancy alone, literally crying in the shower. I would give the example of that to be... You know, if you ever watched the movie Twilight where Bella is sad about Edward leaving and they go through like all the seasons where she's in that in that room crying and screaming, things like that. That was literally me my entire pregnancy. Then when I gave birth to my daughter, um, she was in the NICU because I caught a fever giving birth to her. So I spent three days going back and forth to the NICU completely by myself, of course, with him being absent. Um, so the whole thing was just really, 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 and truly traumatic to not have him there, to not have him a part of it. 
But see, let me tell you why it was the most traumatic. Because the same month I found out I was pregnant, the same month he discarded me the first time, was the same month that he went to go live with this woman who was also pregnant with his child, who was pregnant five months more pregnant than me. That means this woman was pregnant before I even came into the picture. Okay, so he's going on and he's living with her. And now I'm creating this bad habit where I'm checking Facebook. I'm checking Instagram. I want to know what's going on. I Like what's happening, like completely flabbergasted and confused as to what's happening to me and my ego. I could not believe that this was occurring. I could not believe that this was my life and this is what was happening to me. At the time, I had a seven soon to be eight year old. And of course, when I had her back in 2012, I was young, dumb, stupid, living my life, doing what I wanted to do. So being a single mom wasn't the end of the world for me because I understood my actions being young. But to be much older at that point, to have been a single mom for almost eight years, I never in a million years thought that I would have my second child and not be with that person and not be married to that person and not have a family with that person. It's always been Drea's deepest desire to have a family, okay, to have my children be brought up in a two-parent household. That was always very, very, very important to me. However, it didn't work out like that. What ended up happening is, like I said, I got ghosted and I had this other woman being thrown in my face who was also carrying his child. And he was brutal. There was nothing I could say. There was nothing that I could do that would make him respond to me or reach out to me. He literally did not care that I existed or the child in my stomach existed. That's the cold, hard reality, right? Here's the freaking kicker, guys. This gets better. So after that, my daughter's six months old. I get a phone call. It's springtime. And the phone call is, I'm leaving this girl. F out of here. Whatever else the case may be. She's the reason I couldn't reach out. She's the reason I couldn't this and I couldn't that. And here goes Drea being young, dumb, and stupid again, sitting there and acting as if, Nothing had happened as if the entire pregnancy and the last six months of me raising this newborn on my own did not matter. So I'm like, okay, all right, I understand. Like, well, I'm here now. Let me know what you want to do. Da da da, like that. Now, a little brief backstory is that he has a baby mom from before with his other daughters where he wasn't too sure if the kids were his or not. So, where I was taking it personally that he was trying to say, like, oh, I need a DNA test. For him, it was, this is my history, and I have to be sure. So what do I do? I hustle down to where he's at, because I lived about four hours away at the time. I hustle down to where he's at. I buy the test. We get the DNA test done. Test comes back in about two weeks. Of course, what I already knew, this is his child. So now the game has changed. Now, as he's finding out that my child is his child, he finds out that the baby... The woman that he was with for that entire year and some change, that baby was indeed not his child. So you sat up here and you live with another woman and you played house with another woman for a child that wasn't even yours. While the woman that was actually carrying your biological child, you completely ghosted. Let's take a second on that. Does that truly matter? Of course not. Why? 
because Drea decided to be a dum-dum, okay? So now I find out that other child's not his. He knows that this child is his, and the manipulation starts to pick up again. Oh, my mom wants you to bring the baby over here. The family wants to meet her, so on and so forth. So now I'm making another trip down, and let's do this for the family to meet, and this and that. And of course, you guys, I'm going to be real with you. In that entire time, that pregnancy, the first six months, I had never been with another man except for him. So, of course, naturally, during the two visits that I came down there, we got sexual. And that also kind of blurred my mind because, you know, if you ever gone through a drought before, you know that the first little piece of dingling that you get, you know, you excited about. So I got hooked on him because of that. And then, you know, to fast forward, long story short, we end up living together again. We start playing house again. One day we're in a bed and he's talking to me and he's like, I think we should get married. I've always wanted to get married. Like, I want to make you an honest woman. Like, this is what we need to do. So we just decide to do that. We decide, we talk about it. You know, my family was obviously wasn't okay with it. His mom and his dad had their reservations about it. Um, so I would go to him repeatedly and say, like, are you sure? Like, do you want to wait? Like, what do you want to do here? Because, like, they're, like, these points that they're making is kind of right. But he was just so happy and so confident. And the exact words verbatim was, whether it's a year from now or not, I know you're the woman that I want to be with for the rest of my life. So I want to do this. So seeing his happiness, seeing how eager he was, seeing, and even at the time he was like working two jobs and like really busting his behind, anything I asked him to do, he would just do it. He was making a true effort. So for me, I was like this, okay, it started off terrible. It started off absolutely ugly, but like, this is my fairy tale. This is where everything just goes right from everything that's already gone wrong, right? So we sit up there, we get married. The day of the wedding, when we're driving up to the courthouse, I my stomach is literally churning. My spirit is shooken up like no other. And there was actually a part of me that was going to, in that moment, call it quits. I didn't care about the dress or the suit, the money that I had put out for this. I didn't care about any of that. The people that had came out for the wedding, I didn't care. I was about to call it quits. And you know what stopped me, guys? What stopped me was when he got our daughter out the car and he was like, daddy's going to make mommy an honest woman. And I said, you know what? What am I so afraid of? At the end of the day, this man is clearly in love with me. He clearly wants to do right in his life. He wants to settle down with me. And we did have heart to hearts prior to the marriage about him leaving me during that pregnancy. And he did express to me his guilt and his remorse and the fact that he couldn't take it back. But he would repeatedly promise me that he was here now. I'm here now. I'm not going anywhere. So this is me making up me, me being a man and marrying you. This is me standing up and saying, I can't take back what's done. But I can prove to you that the future will be entirely freaking different. So we get married and we get about a good two months of that marriage. He ends up losing his job. Shit goes downhill. Shit completely goes downhill. I tried marriage counseling. I tried everything that I could try. Buying him this, buying him that, supporting him, providing for him, paying the rent by myself. You know, he had an interest in videography. So I'm like, okay, 
here you go. I'll buy you a camera. Like, go go ahead and, and take a picture of the grass for all I freaking care. Just do something. Like, what is it going to take to get you up out of this, you know, this hump that you're in? Because, see, in, in the black community, we're taught loyalty, 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 loyalty. But in my opinion, for black women, loyalty harms us more than it benefits us right and especially in a marriage because now it's kind of my job to support you it's my job to uplift you it's my job to to be here uh, you know by your side as you're going through these different processes so that's what I tried to do I did my best as a wife to make my marriage work and I also saw him putting in the necessary effort to also make our marriage work. He showed up for each and every marriage counseling. It didn't go well. I don't think my therapist liked him at all. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I gave him credit. And even talking to my girlfriend about it, she was like, as long as he keeps showing up, Dre, that's effort. That shows that he's in this marriage and he wants to make it work. So I believe that, you know. Here's the thing, and a lot of women can relate to this, of why it inevitably came to a end, is two things. One, I started to build up resentment towards him. He spent almost five months not working, not really doing anything. Then when he did go back to work, he went back to work at a job that wasn't really paying him anything and wasn't giving him any hours, which is fine if you're just a single man just trying to live your life, but it's not okay for a man that has multiple children, a wife, and a family to take care of, okay? And there was nothing preventing him from finding that better position. So to me, and amongst a lot of other things, it ranged out like, okay, this is a person that really, 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 truly lacks ambition and truly lacks drive and truly is comfortable with someone else taking care of them. That, by the way, does root from his mother um, always being that crutch in his life and never allowing him to feel confident enough to make his own decisions and do things in his own way. But nonetheless, I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting because marriage means a lot to me. But there's a shift that ends up happening. And the shift that ends up happening is he completely shuts down. Now the conversations are not about therapy. It's not about us working on this and that. The conversation shifts to I'm done. I don't want this marriage anymore. I'm done. I do not want this marriage anymore. We're not for each other. Maybe you deserve better than me, Drea. Whatever it is. All I need to keep telling you every day is that I'm done. And here I am, once again, being the dumb, dumb female, still trying to hold on to my marriage. Like, but we got to make this work. And we made a vow to God and and this and and that. And I straight up asked this dude, y'all. I straight up asked him. I said, in all my years, if a man ever shut down like this in a relationship that he was just working hard to try to make it survive, it has to do with some other woman. It just has to. And he looked me dead in the face and he said, it has nothing to do with that, Drea. I spent years depending on women, years going from one relationship to the next relationship. It's time for me to stand on my own two feet. It's time for me to get my shit together without depending on the next person. And I respected that. Did it hurt? Because I didn't want to walk away from my marriage. Absolutely. But I ultimately respected it 
I also took accountability for the fact that I knew that I wasn't happy in this marriage, that I had not necessarily forgiven him for leaving me during that pregnancy. And I was going through a world of different emotions because I felt that discarding again from the first time when I ended up that pregnant. You know, I felt him discarding me again little by little because who are you to just give up on our marriage? Who are you to just give up on me when I have never, ever, ever given up on you and you've given me a thousand reasons to give up on you a thousand reasons to give up on you you feel like your sexual needs aren't being met you feel like I should be doing this more or I should be doing that more but you're not realizing the world of shit that I am doing the burden that you've placed on my back you've asked me not to be masculine but you've given me all the masculine responsibilities you need me to pay these bills you need me to take care of our kids and your other kids and so on and so forth And what are you doing to help us get ahead? What are you doing to help provide for this family? And to anybody listening, you guys are going to be like, oh, that makes complete freaking sense, right? Not to him. (laughs) Not to him. The more I complained, the more I spoke up and tried to set boundaries, because there was even situations with my my vehicle, for example, right? His, His vehicle ended up not working. I don't know what the issue is, what, what what the issue was with his vehicle, but it ended up not working to where he had to take my car all the time. This dude is trashing my car, breaking my window, breaking my tail light, catching a nail in a tire, you name it, not saying anything to me, taking my car for hours, not saying anything to me, just being, just got to a point of just blatant, straight up disrespect. Blatant, straight up, I don't have to say nothing to you. I don't have to consider you, any of that. This is a marriage. That's the least you can do is be considerate. Long story short, we get to that point where we mutually decide it's time to get a divorce. It's time to walk away. I'm resenting you. I'm not happy. You're discarding me. There's not much I can do. I'll never forget the day we went to the courthouse together. We ultimately, I ultimately file for divorce alone by myself but initially we did try to go up to the courthouse and do it together and I'll never forget because when we got to the courthouse I literally was so shooken up I actually had a nervous breakdown when I went with him I was fine when I went back by myself but I remember telling him outside the courthouse I was like I don't want to do this I'm only doing this because this is what you really want and this is kind of like my last act of love right super fucking pitiful y'all super pitiful but I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna own it I'm gonna own the dumb dumb behavior and I'm gonna own the pitiful behavior so the marriage comes to an end I file for divorce. I start planning to leave. I start planning to pack up. I have a homeboy out in Philly. He got an Airbnb. He's going to plug me and my kids into for the next two weeks before we make our move to where I was going to settle down at, which is where I'm at now. So all of that goes into fruition. The divorce is filed the next day. I actually filed for divorce on Valentine's Day, y'all. The next day, I'm in Philadelphia at this beautiful freaking loft, and this is setting off the healing journey. So by the time I got to the place where I got settled at, however, this is when I learned that he already had a new girlfriend, and that my intuition was correct, and that he lied straight 
to my face yet again. And it made sense why he was so hell-bent and so strong and so stubborn in discarding me. Because you have to understand, when a man gets a new supply, they're exciting to him. This woman is not complaining to him. This woman is not asking him to do this or asking him to be the man that he needs to be. This woman is taking whatever he's saying as gold and she is uplifting him like no other. The same way I was in the beginning after he left that 10-year relationship. The same exact way. The same exact way the girl that was with him for a year was or who whoever else you know the new supplies always come in and we always think that we're going to be that woman for him we're going to be that woman that's going to magically make this man change his ways and do better and I don't know about these other females but I definitely had a reason to feel like that because he was making moves and doing certain things that really manipulated me to think that he really was trying to grow up and really was trying to change and be that man for his family because I would test him in certain ways whether it was taking the laundry you know going to do the laundry or cleaning out the car or helping out with his daughter and giving her baths and stuff like that and he would do it whether he felt like it or he didn't feel like it you know even with his other kids helping them out when they came to visit like hey come over here and come talk to your kids or like hey come over here and, and go cut her hair or whatever the case may be so that was like a really big thing However, finding out as soon as I got settled after I filed for divorce, not even two weeks later, that he had already had someone, that was a very, very crushing blow. That hurt like hell. Because my marriage coming to an end already hurt. Me having to accept the fact that my daughter wasn't going to be brought up with both of her parents like he had promised, that hurt. Me having to look back and realize that, okay, him and his mama took advantage of my money and took advantage of me and used the fuck out of me, that hurt. His toxic mom and her kicking my back in, her talking shit about my oldest child, the shit she put my fucking oldest child through. And as a mom, I had to swallow that pill and say, okay, I didn't really protect her. Because look at the things that she went through just because I was trying to make this marriage work. And this older child is watching me go through this. This older child watched me go through that freaking pregnancy, crying and screaming in the fucking shower, laying in that dark room for hours. She watched that. Then she watched me go back and forgive this person and marry this person and go through a world of shit in that marriage with this person for his mom to turn around and add insult to injury to her and try to shove it down her throat. And of course, I I defended my daughter of course I was like you guys gotta understand that she witnessed this and she witnessed that but for her point of view was you guys are married now she has to accept it she has to get on the goddamn bandwagon but kids know best y'all kids know best and if you're a mom don't ever we're gonna we're gonna dive more into this later but don't you ever in a million years put a man before your kids and sometimes you don't even realize that you're doing it until it's too late But do not put a man before your kids. Your kids sometimes do know best. They see what you don't see. And what my oldest daughter saw was, Mommy, this man don't love you. This man don't care about you. This man has hurt you way more than he's ever brought any good to your life. Okay? But moving past that, that's the situation. We're divorced. He already has somebody else. This girl is so incredibly selfish and disrespectful because she could give two shits 
that I just left two weeks ago and I just filed for divorce. She's already posting him, them kissing, them going on a date, the love of my life. I waited 40 years to have a love like this. I mean, she is in la la land while my heart is completely shattered. I'm feeling completely broken. I'm crying nonstop. But here's the kicker, y'all. And I know a lot of women out here are going to relate to this. We still got to get up and take care of our kids. We still got to get up and go to work. And we still got to get up and be a, a, a decent person in society, right? So I still had to get up and take care of my responsibilities with a heart completely fucking shattered. And we're going to touch base on that too. But that's a big one. Don't look back. Do not look back because when you look back, it's going to hurt you. And because I looked back after I filed for divorce and after I left, that's how I found out that information. And that's how that information was able to hurt me. But now that I just used myself as an example, and I just told you guys the story of what I went through, now we're going to get into the why factor. Why, Drea, did you put yourself in this situation? Why did you forgive this man despite all the fucking terrible shit he did to you? What caused this? So we're about to get into all of that. Let's do it. Things first, let's just go ahead and hop on the, the burning question. Why in the almighty fuck would you marry and go back to the person that left you your entire pregnancy to go be with another woman that was pregnant with his supposed to be child that ended up obviously not being his child? Okay, here's the answer for that. Low self-value, no self-worth, and highly, highly insecure. Okay, so that's in a nutshell. Like I said, this episode, we are getting into accountability. So a lot of people like to talk about the male ego, the male ego, men are so cocky, men are so arrogant, men are so this, men are so that. Guess what? Women are too. We have egos too, okay? Especially if you're a beautiful woman like myself, you don't even believe it's possible that you can be rejected, okay? Not in a world full of men that are thirsting over you every five seconds, okay? So you don't even believe that half of this shit that happens to you could happen to you. So when it does happen to you, it throws you the fuck off because you're like, hold up. That's your ego. You wanting the man that doesn't want you, that's your ego. You wanting the man that's sitting up here and putting you through traumatic situations and hurting you, that's your ego, I had to address my ego, not just in relationships, but as a mom, as a daughter, as a, as a niece, and so on and so forth. But long story short, it was my ego that got crushed and I got humbled because of what he did to me. And that's a lesson I'm always going to be grateful for. But I take accountability for the fact that I didn't love myself enough and I didn't care about myself enough to avoid this situation, to not put myself in a situation where I went back to a person that had already shown me his hand. He had already shown me who he was. So the fact that it ended the way it ended after us getting married and ultimately getting divorced and him discarding me and him moving on to the next chick, that's exactly how it began. That's exactly how the intro was when he went on to the second chick. And this is exactly how the third time ended up, you know, um, just in that same exact way, in that same exact pattern. So there was no surprise there. And when you're dealing with a situation like that, where like there's no real surprise that they moved how they moved, 
that forces you to have to check yourself. That forces you to have to kind of go back in within yourself and address it. Now, what I want to touch base on for a second here is that a lot of us don't do that. A lot of us move on to the next dude or move on to the next woman or whatever the case may be. But as women, we either go into a hermit shell of I'm going to heal and shout out to all the women that find the strength and the courage and the bravery to do so. Or we go on a fucking whole phase. We, we we're downloading Tinder, plenty of fish. I want 500 niggas every morning to tell me I'm pretty. I want them thirsting over me. I want the money. I want the roses. I want the trips. I want it all. Okay. Because that's what's going to heal my broken heart. All right everybody else because he can go ahead and move on with Rashbusha. but guess what honey i got this tyrese gibson looking like and that omar Epps looking like and and that leon and whoever else all up in my goddamn in- inbox right and i'm gonna be real with y'all when i saw that he had the new chick that quick a part of the hurt and the anger made me feel like i wanted to do that so initially I started talking to other dudes and initially I started going out on these dates with these other dudes. It was my third date. I didn't sleep with anybody, but it was my third date that I had had that I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I honestly doing? I'm not him. I don't have to move how he's moving. I don't have to do what he's doing. I don't have to be like that. It's not me. I need to take time to heal because I know I'm learning now what my self-worth is. I'm learning now what my self-value is. And all that tumultuous shit I went through in that marriage showed me that my love is incredibly rare. Like, I truly love unconditionally. I truly love unconditionally. And I only walk away when you literally give me no other choice. But I'm going to communicate to the best of my abilities I started therapy. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to give you all the sexual favors that you're asking for. I'm going to take everything that you say negatively about me, all the feedback that you have, and I'm going to make a diligent effort to be a better woman, wife, mother, whatever the case may be, because that is something that is important to me. You're important to me. You're my husband at the end of the day. I want this to work. I love you. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't be here, right? But again, let's bring that back to the ego. Let's bring it back to the ego. And that's what I have to take accountability for. I know I had no business being with this man. I know it's not even just the transgressions, y'all. I didn't want no man that couldn't provide, that wasn't Drea. That's not me to this day. If you, I'm sorry, we're 30 and plus, okay? All of us are 30 and older. If you don't have a pot to piss in, if you're not willing to work a job that can pay your bills and stuff like that, trust me, honey, you are not the man for me at all. At all. Like, you have to show some type of drive and ambition. You want to get your CDL license? Okay, cool. Like, I'll, I'll help you study. You know, I was always the type of woman, I used to say this to him, I will help you and support you, but I'm not going to do it for you right? So I'll go get the book for you. I'll sit there and I'll study with you. But this is something that you got to do on your own. You're going to ultimately have to take this test and do this training on your own. Okay, you want a camera because you're in a videography? That camera sat on the fucking shelf untouched for months after he got it, right? So at the end of the day, it's like, come on, I've tried everything that I could possibly try. But what I didn't realize was that I wasn't being true to myself. I wasn't being true to the fact that this is somebody that I'm not compatible with. 
that we don't have much in common. Another thing that we didn't have in common is empathy. I'm really, really, really big on empathy. Okay. This is somebody that completely lacks empathy to where if I'm sending money to his other baby mom for his kids or something like that, he's cursing me out. But I'm like, what? Like I'm helping your other kids when you're not able to, you should appreciate that. There was a lot of different situations like that where I would kind of look at him and be like, "Mm." then the toxicity too, you know, like there would be situations where like he would yell at me in public and like kind of like cause a scene and stuff like that. And it would make me feel so small inside or like so embarrassed. Like what the hell? Those are all like red flags to me that like I can say now, is an absolute no-go is an absolute like I will fucking drop you I'm not beat like there's actually a dude that I'm getting to know right now and I kind of want to laugh about this because I don't know if he'll hear this podcast or not <laughs> but there's a dude I'm kind of talking to right now and just this morning I was like look I'm, I'm not here to play with you bro like you're not going to play with me and it was a whole like 180 on how he like, how he's moving from that point because my thing is I will drop each and every one of you number one because there's many other men in this fucking world and number two because Drea is starting to know who Drea is and Drea is starting to value herself and maybe I didn't before and that's what caused me to do the things that I've done but I trust me honey she woke and she ready okay so don't play but at the end of the day when we stay despite being unhappy that's us not waking up to the reality that's us not taking responsibility there is too many women in the world right now right here right now that is in a relationship that they know they are not happy in and instead of taking ownership and instead of taking accountability for how they truly feel and what makes them feel how they feel or what they've experienced in their life that has caused them to feel what they're feeling right now, the boundaries that they need to go ahead and put up, they stay. They stay hoping that he'll change so that I can be happy. No, honey, he's not going to change so you can be happy. You have to change the situation and you have to change yourself and you can't be afraid of losing anyone. That's been the biggest lesson that I've kind of learned is stop being afraid of losing people. It's okay to let go. It's okay to let go at the end of the day. And another mistake that we make as women is ignoring these red flags. Stop it. It's going to hurt you in the long run. My oldest is in fucking therapy now from half of the shit that she's had to see. Do you want that for your children? Do you want your children to be traumatized by the trauma that you're going through? I don't think you do. So stop it. Why, are we, why do we have so many freaking women out here that has this man after that man and after that man and your children are watching all of this shit and your children is seeing this dude break a hole in the wall or scream at you or pull your hair. Or almost cause a fucking accident. Whatever. Your children are watching this. I know, ladies, this is not the mother that you want to be. I know this is not the mother that you want to be. And I understand you want love, okay? Nobody's going to... I'm not going to sit up here and knock you for wanting love. I'm not going to knock you for wanting a family. I'm not going to knock you for wanting a man in your household. I'm not going to knock you for that. But what I'm going to knock you for as I knock myself is not being patient enough, not trusting God enough to know that that right person is out there for you. You have to wait until it's your time. 
You have to wait until you truly know who you are. Because until you love yourself, until you value yourself, until you really, really have that self-care within you, you're not going to manifest or attract the person that is for you. You're going to manifest people that are going to continue to hurt you. Have you noticed that you've kind of dated that same bum-ass nigga a couple times? You've kind of dated that same abusive nigga a couple times? That same manipulating ass motherfucker a couple times? Because you're on a pattern and God's going to keep letting you go through that over and over and over again until you learn your lessons. But honey, there are a thousand doors out there. Literally, I want you to picture it sitting right. He's sitting right next to you right now. The man that's going to love you in a way that you didn't think was possible. His love is going to be so special to you that you're going to cry tears of happiness. Almost like God's love, right? If you have a relationship with God, I'm not pushing religion religion on anybody, but if you have a relationship with God and you understand how overwhelming God's love is, you'll understand what I'm talking about, right? Because God's love is like no other. And it be, it could become overwhelming. You Sometimes his love is so great, you could feel like, okay, I don't even deserve this. Like, why are you so good to me? Not all of us are chosen, so I can only speak of myself, like... It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that you, when you know you have guardian angels, uh, angels around you. And I want to use the guardian angel as an example, right? Because when you have a dude that truly loves you for you, that truly is there to protect you and everything that's connected to you, like your kids and your family, honey, 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 is no different than a guardian angel. Somebody can't even look at you sideways without this dude having a fit. And see, that was another thing too when I talk about red flags. I was with someone that would let other people kick my back in and not defend me at all whatsoever. Red flag, red flag. Why do we ignore these things? Why do we put ourselves through these things whatsoever? Okay, so another episode, you'll see that I'm talking about childhood trauma. I didn't have love like I wanted when I was growing up. I didn't have the affection that I needed when I was growing up. So I was trying to fill a void. My dad wasn't around. I dealt with abandonment issues and rejection issues. So I couldn't handle it. Him ghosting me in the way that he ghosted me hurt me far deeper than I had realized. And I'm so grateful. And I will always say this probably in every freaking episode. I am pro-therapy, y'all. I am pro-therapy. It wasn't for until I started therapy that I learned the connection between my childhood trauma and the things that I was going through as an adult. And it showed me that I was a people pleaser, which we're going to talk about in a completely different episode, all about people pleasing. So at the end of the day, you have to take accountability as a female, as a woman, before you play victim, before you sit up here and you carry anger in your heart, before you sit up here and you have resentment in your heart. And I'm not knocking anybody again. I get that you have a thousand reasons to be upset at this person. I get it. How dare you not hold up your end of the bargain? How dare you make me believe that my child is going to grow up with both of her parents and this is something that's so important to us? And how dare you make me believe that I'm the woman that you want to spend forever with only a couple months later to discard me and you're on to the next chick? How dare you, right? But at the end of the day, bump his transgressions. That's between him and God, his damn self. It's about me. And me realizing what the fuck I just did to myself. The fact that I didn't protect myself, that I didn't look out for myself, and I didn't and a part of me not looking out for me and loving me and protecting me 
ultimately trickle down onto my children, not protecting them and loving them in the way that I should have. I'm a dope ass mother. I am a great ass mother, but I make mistakes like the next person and us women, the mistakes we make with these men. This is the crucial part where we're failing our children. I hate to say it like that, but it's the fucking truth. Okay. So before you play victim, do what I did. Look in the mirror and own all your shit. Like literally own all of it. Because you played a part in this too. You knew you weren't happy. You knew this person wasn't for you. And you kept trying to make yourself believe that the more you held on, the more that you fought, the more that you bought him, the more that you did for him, that that was going to change. But you knew that this person was not for you. You knew that. It doesn't matter how much you love a person. It doesn't matter how much you care about a person. Or how much... You're loyal to that person, right? Because we have the stereotype of like, especially in the black community when it comes to black women, of we have to be so loyal to our men to the point where they can beat on us and cheat on us and and do all types of atrocities towards us. And we're supposed to be there and support him. And they give us our sob stories where everybody else left me. You're just going to leave me too. Like, come on, be loyal to yourself. Have your own back. Stand firm in what your morals are, what your values are, what your beliefs are, all of the above. You know why? Because if you do that, you're going to attract someone in alignment that has the same morals. They view the world the same. They have the same values. They carry themselves the same. They have the same drive, the same ambition. That's what you're going to manifest. You're going to manifest a person exactly for you. So you know what, guys? Dre is okay with being single until I find that person for me. And that's what I had to learn. And that's what I had to reflect upon was the fact that right now is my healing phase. That's it. And that's all. I'm going to heal to a point that I fuck with Drea more than I fuck with anybody in this world. That I love Drea to death. I'm going to love her the way I've been loving these men all these years. I'm going to look out for her like I've been looking out for them. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So when we talk about accountability, that's what that is. Looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I suffer from this. I suffer from that in my childhood trauma. I probably need to go get some therapy. I probably need to build my relationship back up with God. Whatever I need to do so I can build up my self-love, my self-worth, and my self-value. Because until we get to that point as women, we're always going to fall victim to predators. We're always going to fall victim to people that will take advantage of who we are, how we love, and so on and so forth. So I hope there's somebody out there that can relate to this. And honestly, in summary, what I've learned moving forward is who's for me and who's not for me. I've learned to set boundaries and I'm going to stand behind them. And if I lose people because of my boundaries, so be it. I'm okay with people not liking me. I'm okay with people walking away from me in my life because a million people can walk away. But guess who's still going to be here? Guess who I'm going to see every single day, no matter what? myself i'm gonna see me 
Listen, you guys, I appreciate you taking a time out to listen to this podcast today, to listen to this episode. I love you all so very much. We're going to pick up on a lot more topics in adjacent to this and further episodes to come. So thank you for your time. Love you. And I will see you later. Bye.